But tonight is our last part of Awakening a Generation, and as we think of our generation, there are many voices that are trying to get your attention, whether it be television, whether it be social media, whether it be your friends, your parents, you know, there's a lot of noise that's around us. The question is, which voice are we going to listen to? How can we answer something from God when our ears are full of noise? I don't know how many of you have um, passed the, the sign on Camp Road um, at the church there that always has those creative signs, but they said this, sin is like air wax in our ears. It stops us from hearing God. And the reality is, is that when we have so many things that are getting in the way of us hearing, we will never hear God. Living the safest life possible is not the goal of following Christ. I'm going to say it again. Living the safest life possible is not the goal of following Christ. Our goal as a Christian is not to live the safest life. In fact, if we're truly living for Christ, we'll recognize that our life isn't going to be easy. Life is hard. And if you call yourself a Christian here tonight and life is easy, then I, would, I, would ask, I want you to ask yourself this question, am I doing everything I can for God? Am I doing everything that I can? Because if everyone likes me, then I'm doing something wrong. You see, the world can love you and as well as the church. We've got to understand that God wants us to be different. We've been going to the book of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, and we want to tonight close. After we already looked at the last couple of weeks, we looked at the call. As Isaiah saw the vision, he saw what God wanted him to do. We saw the response. And tonight, like I said, we're going to look at the call. This is the wake into the call. So we saw again, like I said, he, he saw the vision. So he saw how bad he was. He saw who, how sinful he was. Then a response, and now tonight a call. Isaiah 6, 8 says this. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to the people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am. Send me. The first point tonight is this. We must trust Christ. How do we answer God's call? We must trust Christ. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on thy own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Some versions say he will make your path straight. You see, the reality is this, is that when we answer the call of God, we have to trust him. We've got to trust him. Because you know what? Life is going to get hard. Life is going to get hard for you. Life is going to get hard for me. Just imagine for a second, you know, I don't know how many of you watch the circus. You've been, anyone ever been in a circus, seen a circus? What's that, what's that thing they call where they um, balance themselves on? The, tra- the tightrope, right? Tightrope. I was thinking of something else, but a tightrope, right? So they're walking on a tightrope. You put all of your trust on what? The rope. You put your trust on everything on the rope. 
You see, for me and you, we need to understand as God calls us, we need to recognize that we must trust him. And we must never lean on our own understanding. Because you know what the world can tell? The world can tell us what you're doing is wrong. It's not worth it. Again, we listen to a lot of noises around us. We're not focused on where we should be. So we must trust Christ. Trust in Jesus is the first step to understand all that life has to offer. This is where everything in life is going to change. I want you to imagine yourself for a second. And there's a, there's a skit that, that shows this, but you know, I couldn't find a, a good copy of it or whatever. But we need, we need God to come with a chisel for us. Because all of us are rough around different edges in our lives. There are things that God needs to shape out of us, take out of us. Some of us are angry all the time. Some of us struggle with pornography. Some of us struggle with lust. Some of us struggle with not trusting Christ. And we need God to come with that chisel and chisel those things out of our lives. Because if we really want to focus on Christ, we can't be distracted by everything else. This brings us to the second point. We've got to listen to his word. We need to listen to his word. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, we were, as believers, we are created for God. We are created for his workmanship. We are created for him. He has prepared these steps. But the problem for us is this, that we have so much things that are clouding our view that we can't even see God and what God wants to do. You know, our, our world teaches us a lot of different things. They teach you that, you know what? If you're involved in ministry, if the Lord calls you to a missionary, that's a waste of time. Because you know what? Why don't you be successful? Why don't you get a job where you could be a multi-millionaire? You know the problem is with people who have a lot of money? You know what the problem is? They always want more. They're not satisfied. They're not satisfied. They always want more. Now, would I like to have more? Yeah, of course I would. But the bottom line is this, is that we must trust God and understand that when we're in his will, he is going to direct our paths. Let's bring us to the third point. We must be available. We must be available to God. We must recognize that we have to be available. When someone's available, what does that mean? What's available? Hmm? Someone said something? You're accessible when they need it. You see, for us in our lives, think about it. Some of us have selective hearing. We could hear anything we want to hear in life, you know. Let's be real. When your parents call you to take out the trash or wash the dishes, let's be real. You heard them, but you didn't want to hear them. You know? You're like, what'd you say, Mom? You heard of what she said. She did say to come take out the trash. But it's like, you know what, we're hoping that maybe, even sometimes we ignore that they call and be like, maybe she'll forget she called me. 
But what God wants us to do is be available. That's what Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 was saying. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to the people? Who will go first? And I said, here I am. Send me. Send me. Do you remember what we looked at last week in verse 7? That these were people with unclean lips. These were nasty people, sinful people. But Isaiah said, you know what? Lord, send me. You know, I, wanna, I want you to think, of, uh, even as Joshua, Joshua 1 verse 9 says this. Have I not commanded you, be strong, courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God who is with you wherever you go. You see, in time of trouble, God is always that we must be courageous. How many of you have been scared? I've been scared. I'm still scared of some things. But God wants us to be courageous, because you know why? He's always there with us. Think of David. David and Goliath. If David would have said, look at Goliath and look at how big he was and thought to himself, well, there ain't no way I could beat him. And that's the truth. David could not beat him. It's only through God that he could beat him. One rock. Think about it. One stone. That stone could have gone all over the place. But it hit him right in the spot where it needed to hit. You think that was because David was such a good slingshotter? No. Because David was available, number one. When everyone else was scared to death to even go up to face Goliath, David said, here I am. And what happened? They laughed at him. No armor. One with one little slingshot. And hit him right in the forehead where he needed to hit him. Dead. Young man. That's the problem tonight. We think sometimes because you're young, you think, you know what? What can I do? But you can make a difference where you're at. In your schools, you can make a difference. There's no one in here who can say, you know what, I have nothing to offer God. Because you know what, each one of us has something different to offer God. You have something you could offer God that I can't. Think of all the people through history of the Bible. People like Moses, who basically said he wasn't a good speaker. He couldn't speak. He stuttered. God used him. The list goes on in people. But you know we're full of sometimes excuses. And I think that that's sometimes what we need to understand as, as we think of our lives, that God wants us to be available. You see, God's call is not a destination. It is an ongoing, obedient response to God's call every day. Let me read that again. God's call is not a destination. It's not about just going to heaven and not going to hell. But it's an ongoing, obedient response to God's call every day. In the good and tough times. Sometimes the roads seem uncertain, but God, the God we serve who leads us through every step of the way. You see, God is doing something in you so that you could do something through Him. God is doing something in your life. The question is, are you going to be available? Are you going to allow God to use you? Are you going to trust Him? Or is your faith so shallow that when the tough, when everything gets tough, 
you just crumble and you say, you know what, I don't want anything to do with this. You see, answering the call by saying yes to whatever God says. You see, Isaiah was awakened to who God was. Isaiah responded in humility to God. Isaiah was changed by God. And Isaiah was ready to say yes to God. It's calling his life. Are you? Are you ready to say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, in my school, at work, wherever I do, in my home, I'm willing to do? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, we pray that we would all be available to you, that we would recognize exactly um, how much we need you, that we would see how sinful we are because we see you. And Father, I pray that you'd be in every aspect of the rest of tonight, that you get all on the glory and praise. And we just thank you and we just praise in Jesus' name. Amen.